Hi, Karen Peterson. Welcome to Citizen Dame, the podcast where we are so excited to talk about Christmas movies. I am Karen Peterson, joined by Lauren Humphreys Brooks. Hello. And today we're so excited because we have a guest back with us, Jazz Tanke. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here though. Christmas movies. Just, yeah. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. It's been a while. So I think the last time you were here, we were talking about like comfort movies or something like favorites. So I just like to have you back for all the good stuff. (laughs) I mean, what a fun project to like revisit some Christmas movies and find some ones that like people may never heard of. And that's yeah, super psyched. Yeah. Well, we're so glad you're here. This is going to be so fun. Um, So what we're doing is a Christmas movie draft, and I cannot take credit for this idea because the podcast, which hasn't been been recording in a while, and it makes me sad, um, but the podcast, So I Married a Movie Geek, they, this is one of the things that really, you know, was awesome that they did was they would do these movie drafts all the time. They do tournaments, all kinds of stuff. And I got to participate a few times. So it was a lot of fun. And they haven't had one in a while. So I was just like, you know what? I want to do a movie draft. Let's do one. So we are here doing that today. And this is all Christmas movies. And um, we're going to do five rounds. And uh, Lauren got the uh, number one spot. So Lauren's going to start us off. We're going to do snake order like a normal fantasy draft. And um, we're just going to go until we hit our our five rounds. So um And we'll talk about each, just so people listening know how this works. Um, The idea is that we're trying to build our best team of Christmas movies. And then we're going to put this out to everyone else. Like once the episode's out, you get to vote on your favorite list. And uh, the winner gets bragging rights. And um, yeah. And so we'll talk about each of the movies as we go through. And um, once it's it's drafted, it's dead. It can't be picked by someone else. So. That's how that works. So, Lauren, if you are ready, why don't you start us off with round one? Uh, okay. So, like as as I as I said before we started recording, I had I had no idea how this worked. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna list a whole bunch of movies that I like uh, that are Christmas related. But my number one is going to be Carol. Uh, the I I don't know if you guys have that on your list. You definitely should have if you didn't. Uh, the the Todd Haynes film from what year is it? It's fairly recent. Twenty um, fifteen. Why do we not know? Twenty fifteen. Starring starring of course Kate Blanchett and um, and Rooney Mara and it is just such a a wonderful film. I. I People argue about whether or not it's actually a Christmas film. It takes place at Christmas. Um, Christmas is a major element going throughout all of it, but it is also just a fantastic love story and uh, based on one of my favorite books as well by one of my favorite authors. So that is definitely like my number one movie. 
it's a great movie. It um, is. Jess, I, your thoughts on Carol? <laughs> I, I mean, as soon as you said that, and I know people can't see it, but like my jaw opened because that was my number one too. And I <laughs> so agree with it being a Christmas movie. Obviously it starts on December 21 and there's a ton of like Christmas tidbits in there. Like, you know, they all wear Santa hat or not all of them, but like, you know, when Kate Blanchett's Carol goes into the department store, like they've got Christmas hats on. She's actually shopping for a Christmas gift too. Um, and just in case anybody does doubt that Carol is a Christmas movie, I spoke with Sandy Powell and I said, I asked her, I was like, so Carol's a Christmas movie, right? And she goes, of course it is. So when the costume designer confirms <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, Definitely. it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. And also Silver Bell's play. So like, yes. Well, there's like scenes that the, they're wrapping presents and part of the conflict yeah. is about her children and where her children are spending Christmas. Like, yeah, all of that stuff. But I, it, it also just feels Christmassy, I guess, is, is one of the things yeah. because there's, there's that like combination of kind of joy and melancholy that goes, that runs throughout the film. Um, partially because of the, the story of the relationship and how complicated it has to be. But uh, yeah, it always makes me feel happy, even though there's a lot of conflict in it. It's a very, like, ultimately a very happy movie. Yeah. True. So. Well, my number one is Elf. Uh, that is, it's not Christmas time until I watch Elf, which means sometimes it's Christmas in July. Because I watched that movie all year long. I am shocked, by the way. I'm shocked by this. I am so surprised that this would be the movie that you would list at the top. Not like you've mentioned it before. So I had no idea that you liked it. No clue. I like it a little bit. I like it just a minuscule amount. But yeah, no. I I first saw this movie sitting in a tiny theater. Well, not a tiny theater, but in a movie theater in a tiny town in Wyoming. And I was just it was like such a weird experience going into this theater, but then like this, it was just like such a weird cross section of, of weird isn't the right word. It was just an interesting cross section of people that I normally don't run across in my life. And it was like one of those movies where everyone just all came together to just laugh their butts off <laughs> and it's so sweet and it's funny. And I just, I love it to death. So Jazz, any thoughts on Elf? No, I mean, I love Elf. I mean, who doesn't? And that was, my number two, oh, um, no. <laughs> but also it's like Will Ferrell's just so fantastic, and you know New York in the holidays, like the I forget the name of the department store, but we all know like it's modeled on Macy's and Gimble. like Gimbal. There you go. Um, it's just it's just perfect. So yeah, yeah. And I'm always watching that. Like there's never like there's never a wrong time to watch that. So I would totally watch that in July. Totally. <laughs> All right, Jazz, what is your round one pick? Okay, my round one pick is Home Alone 2, Lost uh -huh. in New York, um, because it is, you know, I love Home Alone, the first one, but there is nothing more magical than being in New York for the holidays and taking, you know, rushing through the airport to catch the flight and obviously to see Kevin run riot you know, maxing out his dad's credit card is just in the, you know, in New York at Christmas time is just perfect and checking himself into the plaza and meeting the pigeon lady too. It's, you know, it's so beautiful. And then 
you know, spoiler alert, because I hope everybody listening has seen the film, to be reunited with his mom at the Rockefeller tree is just like so magical. And yeah, I can watch that film at any um, time, at any point in the year. Um, but then like when you watch it again, like around October, November, it's like, okay, the holidays are coming. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, Home Alone is great, but, um, and we can talk about the logistics of how this family managed to lose their kid two years in a row <laughs> or so. But um, yeah, it, there's just something extra special, I think, about Home Alone too. And, and um, the one thing that I will say positive about New York is that... <laughs> That was a joke for Lauren. <laughs> so you can't but, um, see what I'm doing uh, <laughs> in when we record without the screens on and the, the listeners can't see, but yeah. <laughs> but no, there's just something that just feels magical, like extra magical when you watch movies in set in Christmas time in New York City. Yeah. Because as much as I love California, and as much as I don't care about a white Christmas, it really never feels like Christmas here. It just doesn't, yeah. you know, and and that's what you get with movies in New York. So. I, I, yeah. I have to say Rockefeller Center is absolute hell. Um, it is the yes. worst place in the, in the world. But seeing the, the tree and the ice rink and everything is momentarily before you are like subsumed by the crowd and uh, you know, everyone is pushing and shoving is really beautiful. Like it, it really is like a wonderful, wonderful moment. I love Home Alone too, as well. Um, I particularly like Tim Curry in it. Like it's got a good <laughs> yeah. extra cast, you know, beyond the main, the main characters. And, uh, and also I have to say, Kevin is such a little shit. Like those poor people, like the, the guy is just trying to get a tip and the poor people who are like, there's this kid who's checking in with his dad's credit card, trying to figure out if he's alone. Like they're saying, Oh, they're villains. Like, no, they're not. They're trying to help. <laughs> exactly. They're just doing their jobs. It's still, I mean, it's still so fun, but to your point, I just want to know like what time did she actually, what time of night was like this kid at the Rockefeller center alone? Because you know, you go at nighttime, like it's crowded. It was probably two o'clock like, in the morning. Was he there? Was, yeah, like was there at two o'clock? I mean, every morning. everything does shut down, right? So, and that that area of the city really isn't. It's a shop. It's more of a shopping area. It's not really residential or yeah. anything like that. So it is like it's probably two o'clock in the morning. So re realistically, <laughs> it is incredibly dangerous, and you shouldn't do that. But yeah, yeah, it it well, is an adorable film, definitely. It's still my number one, and we still can suspend reality that <laughs> yes. like you lose your kid twice <laughs> yep yep definitely all right jazz will you get to start us off on round two so what is your next pick okay so i'm gonna go out of left field here um and pick the snowman um it was huge in the uk i don't know how big it was here um but it did get nominated for best animated short film in 19 in the 80s um what I really love about this is that you go back and it's like David Bowie plays a character in there. Um, and it's just the magic of like, you know, I mean, it came out like when I was little and or I saw it and it was just, I think every Christmas the BBC would show it. 
And it's just the magic of like building a snowman that comes to life. And it's all music that's composed by Howard Shaw and Walking in the Air is sung by Alan Jones, who is Daisy Edgar Jones's dad for the modern audiences. Um, so it's kind of like a cool thing, but like, it's just fun. It's like, you know, animation, like, it's just, yeah, it's just magical and fun. I don't know if either of you have seen that. I haven't. It's it's my dad's favorite um like little holiday film. I remember we had a VHS of it uh that we used to watch all of all the time around about Christmas. And so yeah, it's a gorgeous film. It's beautifully animated. It always made me a little bit sad. Uh just because it's again that melancholy element to Christmas that but yeah, it is it is fantastic. That's that's a really good one. That's one that I haven't thought of in a long time. Well, it's streaming on Amazon. So if anybody <laughs> is like oh let me try this and that's where you can visit it it's very short too like it's not yeah. a long it's like 20 minutes or something like that super short yeah all right well my round two pick is the 1966 animated classic how the grinch stole christmas <laughs> yeah that's a good one that was that was one of mine as well yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. one Oh man, I used to know every word to your mean one with Mr. Grinch. I don't know if I could do it now, but um, we, I mean, this was, this was like when I was a kid, they played this on Thanksgiving night to kind of like, okay, it's Christmas now. Is this and Santa Claus and the three bears. They did like a double bill. And this was how you knew it was Christmas time officially when I was a kid. And I still love this movie. And there have been a couple of other versions that I thought were fine. But um, nothing, nothing holds a candle to the 1966 animated version. I think everybody loves that one. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I grew up like um, my, my I've talked about this before. My grandmother would send me like six hour videotapes for like Christmas or something like that. And they would have things like How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Charlie Brown and like all of the, the Christmas shorts and everything. And that one I still my parents still have the tape and for the past couple of years we've actually rewatched it during Christmas from the tape because it's not as good the the you they have the whole thing on YouTube it shows up everywhere but uh it's just not as good without the Isotoner gloves commercials and the Hess truck commercials <laughs> and like interrupting this you know short every five seconds to show a commercial for Coca-Cola like it's just part of the Christmas experience love it oh and my gosh it was so mad. Yeah, I mean, it's so magical. And then when they remade it in like what two that whenever they made, remade it with Jim Carrey, was like, oh, but I mean, look, I love that. But yeah, the the sixties was a classic. So yeah. All right, Lauren, what is your next pick? White Christmas, the Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Vera Ellen, Rosemary Clooney film, uh, which a lot of which does not actually take place at Christmas. The it finally like the end of the film we get the snow and everybody is happy and we're like oh it's a beautiful christmas snow um but yeah, first of all it's just a, it's a very good musical despite some of the the smaller problems that it has we can ignore certain musical numbers um and and i think it does it's one of those like you know late late 40s early 50s musicals that is very um still just gives you that sensation of of uh, Christmas, I don't know, the holiday spirit, the, the all of the technical, the big musical numbers, um, Bing Crosby singing White Christmas, like that's kind of Christmas to me always. 
Uh, and it's also really moving. Like it's a good kind of uh, post-World War II musical. And, um, and you know, sort of reminds you, I, my mother always gets kind of choked up about it because you know, her father was in, in World War II. And, uh, and there's just something about seeing all of these men who have gone through so much together and like celebrating this general who, you know, tried to take care of them, tried to protect them, was actually a good commanding officer, et cetera. It's really very sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I love White Christmas. Yeah, my yeah. mom and I used to watch that all the time. Uh, that's that's one of the ones that's on our regular rotation. So yeah, it's got to be like you've got to watch it at least like once. We have we have more than enough time to put that on our rotation if you haven't done it yet. Yeah, that's true. I've been looking for because you know a lot of the theaters around here they'll do Christmas movies like classics on the big screen, and I've been looking for one for White Christmas this year, and I haven't found one so. Still looking. There's still time if any repertory theaters want to program it. <laughs> so, I will go. Just tell me. <laughs> so, all right, Lauren, you get uh, you get to start us off on round three. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my number three is the man who came to dinner. Uh-huh. Uh. If I don't know if either one of you have seen that. If you haven't, it is on HBO Max. It is hilarious. Again, one of those kind of Christmas adjacent movies where it takes place at Christmas, but the main point is is like watching these people be funny. Um, and it it stars it stars Betty Davis, Monty Woolley, uh, Billy Burke, Jimmy Durante, and Sheridan. Like, and and basically the whole story is that Monty Woolley plays a uh, a, a newspaper critic and kind of uh, witty, witty critics, right? And he's on a lecture tour and he winds up slipping on the stairs of the house of this, this, you know, well-known guy in town, basically, and injures himself so that he has to stay at their house over Christmas and New Year's. And Betty Davis is his secretary who basically just like puts up with him. And essentially he just causes havoc because he creates all of these ridiculous demands. He has like friends coming in and out, including Ann Sheridan and Jimmy Durante. Um, Betty Davis uh, then falls in love with like the small town guy that is like, oh, isn't he wonderful? And um, and he, and the Monty Willie character decides that, no, you cannot possibly marry the small town guy because he's a jackass and I, I don't want you to leave me. So he causes all of this this havoc all, the entire time, basically being confined to his chair or being confined to a bed. Uh, so it's just basically him talking and yelling at people the entire time. It's so funny. Uh, and again, has has those like small town elements of they, they go they go ice skating at the like local pond and things like that. Um, it's really adorable. It's really funny. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a great joy to watch at Christmas and also just to watch Monty Woolley be an asshole to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I Same. am adding it to my list. And the, you, you, I was sold on Betty Davis. It was like, oh, wait, she was in this film. And I just. Yeah, I'm I'm totally going to be watching that. She's so she's delightful in it. And I, I really like both Jimmy Durante and Ann Sheridan basically play versions of their on-screen personas. So they're like the, their their own star personas. Um they're they're just like extreme. So they make jokes about who Jimmy Durante is. They make jokes about who Ann Sheridan, like what Ann Sheridan was known for. Um, and, and so you get a lot of this meta stuff that's, that's worked in there as well. It's a really charming movie. That sounds so fun. We're here for it. Yeah. 
All right. My next pick, um, this is getting tough because now I'm realizing how many movies I'm not going to have time to put on my list. And I'm really sad. <laughs> so it's like, oh, no, what do I do next? Um, OK, so I love um, A Christmas, the uh, uh, um, Charles Dickens's Christmas Carol, the book. I love it. Um, and the very best adaptation of it ever. I don't care if anybody argues with me, you're wrong. It is Muppet Christmas Carol. And that is my next pick. <laughs> anyway, I know you're just like, I'm just going to say this. I don't I, care what you say. It's true though. I mean, yeah. I was waiting. I was like, oh my gosh, which way is she going to go? Which way is she going to go? Right. And every version runs through your head. And as soon as you said Muppet, like I just did a fist pump because yeah. <laughs> yeah no I it's so funny because I actually had seen this many times before I ever read the book and when I was reading it um I just kept picturing the characters from the Muppet movie in in Charles Dickens's work and it was it was really funny but it was also like wait that's not right I'm not supposed to be thinking this way but I just think that's how definitive the Muppet version is and I think every movie is better with Muppets, um, but especially it works for this one. <laughs> Michael Caine is so dedicated. Part of what makes it good is Michael Caine, too. He is yes. so like, yeah. these are not puppets. These are not anthropomorphized animals or anything. These are my employees, my mm -hmm. like, and he relates to them exactly like they are other actors. And that makes it work. He dedicates himself to the bit. Like, That's it's true. it's great. <laughs> it is yeah no it's the perfect festive film and I think it is clearly like the best <laughs> adaptation ever done I don't think you can ever top that and I think they should remake every movie with the Muppets and just yeah when they say who should be the next James Bond um Kermit Kermit I mean he'd be great <laughs> um and now I want to watch Muppet Christmas Carol because yeah yeah, I know. You, you can never go wrong with, with that one. Um, I'm just looking to see if it's streaming somewhere because I Disney actually Plus. haven't watched it this year. I was thinking it probably would be. So there it's you go. It's streaming. On and, and, and I think that they've also restored, there's a song that was usually cut out of the, like, the video and theatrical releases. Um, there's like, it's Michael Caine and um, the woman who plays his, like the, the, the young version of the woman that he was in love with. And there's an entire song that they had that is usually that is like cut out of the, the video releases and they've restored it, I think, on the Disney Plus version. Oh yeah. cool. It's streaming on Disney Plus. I just pulled it up and yeah. it's there. Perfect. There you go. Watch it this week. <laughs> All right, Jazz. What is your round three pick? Oh my gosh. Okay. My round three pick is the 1983 classic A Christmas Story. Um okay. I had never seen it until 2014. I don't think it was a British thing. Like, okay, isn't it TNT that shows it on like a loop on Christmas Day? Yeah, TNT so, and TBS. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'd never seen it. It's Jen, my wife's favorite movie. She introduced me to it. Um, and I was like, just... I, I fell in love with it um, and now I watch it every Christmas um, because it's so funny. Um, just the triple dog there that 
that scene alone had me in hysterics. I, I honestly, the first time I watched it, I was like laughing like a little kid. Um, and then I loved it so much that there was a Broadway, not quite Broadway, but it played at Madison Square Garden. And it was my first time at Madison Square Garden too, because I bought us tickets to see A Christmas Story at Madison Square Gardens. And it's just, I mean, it's fun and, you know, it's just a classic. So It really is. It's, it's, um, I think one of the things that I love so much about it is that it really does capture kind of this time in your life when you're just on the cusp of no longer being a child at Christmas, like, cause Ralphie's, you know, just on the verge and, um, and, but it being told like him as an adult reliving this experience yeah. and it just every year it conjures up these memories of like Christmas's past for me and, and, um. Yeah, I just, yeah. I love it. And it's got it's one of the most quotable Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> it just, Daddy's going to kill Ralphie is one I say a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lauren, any thoughts? I, this is actually one that I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> kind of um, there, there are a couple, well, and I think I came to it a little bit. I came to it very, very late. I ne- it, it was just never a part of the Christmas rotation in my house. And so I never saw it. And so the first time I saw it was actually just a couple years ago. And I just didn't find it funny. <laughs> like, I was like, this isn't fun. This is mean. Like that, that was just my reaction to it. And I appreciate that I am very much in the minority on that. Um, yeah. So well, the, I will this... say though, sorry. No, go on. Well, I was just gonna say uh, to to your point I the first time I watched it I didn't really understand what all the fuss was about either I was just like eh. um it probably wasn't until I watched it like a third or a fourth time because everyone watches it every year that it was just like okay now I'm into this and now I'm like laughing at the lines that I know are coming um and you know it's just yeah so for me it's it- one that had to grow up on me yeah, it might be one that improves on rewatch or something like that, that it just, you have to be in the right frame of mind for it. And I just wasn't. Yeah. Mm. This is one, there's the sequel though, that I'm absolutely not going to watch. I'm like, no, nah. I feel oh. like it doesn't need a sequel. Yeah. The one with Ralphie growing up on HBO, yeah. that one. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it either. It's like, part of me is curious, but I'm not curious enough. To- enough. Right. Them. I've All heard right. some decent things about it actually like I've heard, I've heard a number yeah um but a lot of people are like this, it isn't necessary but it is fun that that's basically the conclusion that a lot of people have come to but that's that's just like totally anecdotal that's just what I've heard okay I mean I would like Peter Billingsley to do good things so I'm glad <laughs> that he got to be the grown-up version of himself I guess but all right Jazz what is your round four pick oh my gosh um this is tough, but I think I just have to go for another animated feature from 2004, The Polar Express. Um, it's just Robert Zemeckis back in the day. Um, it was just a really beautifully done animated feature that just, I mean, it never gets boring. I don't think so. Um and Tom Hanks and just honestly I watched that and was like wait this is animated but it, the animation craft had gone had gotten like has improved so much but um yeah Polar Express for me and just the magical story of going to the North Pole again I clearly have this thing of going to the North Pole maybe I'll go there one day but um 
yeah, that's my that's my number three pick. Thanks. I I don't know if I've ever actually watched it all the way through. Um, I've tried to, and I think what's fascinating to me about it is how much kids just love it. And for me, I'm I, I don't know. Like I think the animation is is really um really inventive. And I do like Tom Hanks. It's hard enough to like Tom Hanks, but I don't know. It's just never really grabbed me. But watching how kids get obsessed with it has just it's it's fascinating to me. So yeah. Nice pick. I like it. Lauren and I, I read the book when I was a kid. I never saw the film. Um, and, and it does seem like one of those that like a lot of kids just are like are into it. It's very important for them. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm glad to know that like, cause some of the Robert Zemeckis stuff, particularly some of his later stuff, I'm, I'm always like, there's like an uncanny Valley thing going on here that bothers me. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to know that like the animation is, is like good in this one. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. It's really good for its time, though. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's since like moved on, but yeah, I didn't realize it was that old. Actually, <laughs> old to two thousand four. <laughs> it's scary. You're just like, wait, that's like close to twenty years old already. But anyway, <laughs> that's my number four pick. Sorry, I can't count. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm keeping track, so you're good. Um, my number four is uh oh gosh direction do I go with this I'm gonna go with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation um it's weird because it seems like this movie like a lot of people don't like it anymore and I don't know when that happened but I still think it's freaking hilarious I I know every line it's it's just one of those movies that it's it's I I love I mean Chevy Chase obviously we don't need to talk about his off-screen stuff but I love how he's just this dad who is so obsessed with wanting to like get everything right in life, whether it's a vacation or Christmas or whatever. And everything just kind of is always against him. And, uh, and he just has to, has to work through it. And I think Christmas vacation is one of those. And it's like all these things, the families come, the in-laws, the, you know, you've just got chaos and, and the Christmas lights aren't working and, it's just it in the end none of that matters it's all about just christmas with your family and also i love when eddie goes and gets his boss and wraps him in tinsel and a bow <laughs> as his christmas present i just love this movie so much it has been a really long time since i've seen that movie and so i i feel like i can't comment on it <laughs> but i think I, yeah, I mean, it's, I remember being entertained by it, but not, not like having a major, major connection to it or anything. I think Chevy Chase is difficult sometimes. You can like, you either like his on-screen persona or you don't. And, um, and sometimes he can be a little bit off-putting and sometimes he can be really charming and really likable. And so it's like very much about how you feel about him. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love I love it. I think I mean I haven't seen it in a long time, but isn't this one where there's something in the Christmas tree at the end of it all? Yes. And I just remember <laughs> that scene. Yeah, exactly. And it's just hilarious in the turkey scene too. I mean, yeah, it's it's the yuppie neighbors who just are totally over this crazy guy that lives next door. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love that pick. All right, Lauren, what is your number four pick? My number four pick is The Shop Around the Corner. 
uh, directed by Ernst Lubitsch. And um, again, most famously remade as You've Got Mail in a combination of, oh, this is really sweet. And also I am deeply uncomfortable with this movie. Um, but The Shop Around the Corner is actually a really beautiful film, uh, really well made a great, it, it all takes place around the holiday season basically. Um, and it ends particularly, I think two weeks, uh, the two, the major like Christmas period and then it, it ends on Christmas Eve. Um, and and it just focuses on all of these, these characters working at this small, basically department store in, um, I think it's in Budapest actually. And, uh, and their relationships with each other. And the, the main kind of the romance part is, is Jimmy Stewart and, um, damn it, Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan, who are kind of warring identities. Basically he's a major salesman and she's like a new hire and they're like constantly fighting with each other. And, but meanwhile, they've also been carrying on a letter correspondence, not knowing who the other person actually is. Um, and then they begin to, particularly Jimmy Stewart begins to work out like, I think I've been writing to this woman um, based upon some of the things that, that they say. It's a really lovely romance, but then there are also um, wonderful like secondary plots and secondary characters that's just very charming and very sweet and uh, and very much like, a lot of the humor that you kind of come to expect from from Ernst Lubitsch. Awesome. So it is a lovely film. This is where I admit I've never actually watched it. You need yeah, to watch same. it. It's I've so never... adorable. Have, have you seen You've Got Mail? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, that but better. <laughs> That's what Basically. I've heard. It's, yeah, it's one of those. It's like I've been meaning to watch it for years and I just haven't. So I will make time for it this Christmas. Well, now it's time. Yes. Karen, we have a lot of homework. <laughs> I know I'm keeping track of it all <laughs> um awesome thank you okay Lauren so let's uh now we move on to round five so why don't you start us off with your round five pick because I have been keeping with the theme of classic films uh I am going to go with The Thin Man as as my final one which I talked about many times before I love The Thin Man series particularly the first one which takes place um, the, the initial thing takes place on Christmas Eve and then it kind of runs through the week, uh, between Christmas and New Year's. And it is just charming as hell. William Powell and Myrna Loy, um, being drunk and disorderly together, solving a mystery. I always, for whatever reason, I always associate whodunits with Christmas, partially because my family will often watch like Poirot and things like that during the Christmas season. Um, and the thin man is just it it has that that nice balance between like an actual mystery and um and just watching charming people being charming together so i love it yeah nice i've seen the first one i forgot that it takes place around christmas time so there's a whole thing where like they give each other christmas gifts and he's shooting ornaments off of the tree with a, a pop gun and she's talking about all of the things that she's going to bring back to the department store <laughs> See, it's been too long. I need to watch that one again just because it's been too long and I don't remember that. I don't know why I don't remember. I remember like the whodunit part of it. So I believe that all of the Thin Man films are on HBO Max right now. So that's true. Yeah. they can all be watched. And the second one takes place on New Year's actually. So oh, it's a okay. good. And in fact, last year, um, my family watched it on New Year's. That was like our New Year's Eve movie. Nice. Okay. All right. For my final pick. 
there's so many different directions I can go with this. And there are like four movies that are fighting in my head about which one gets <laughs> to be picked. I'm going to go with um, the 2006 Nancy Myers delightful rom-com, The Holiday, <laughs> with Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, and Jack Black. I, I just... I find this movie so sweet. Yes, it's completely 100% predictable. There's mm-hmm. really not a lot of surprises to it, but it's just, it's delightful. And like Jude Law puts a napkin on his head and calls himself Mr. Napkinhead <laughs> for his two perfectly beautiful, cute little daughters. And <laughs> like everything about this movie, it's, it's, it's a little cheesy, but it's super charming. And I'm so happy that even though it didn't get a great reception when it first came out, People have kind of come around to, you know what, this is just such a cozy, nice movie at Christmas time. And I love it. I, I love that. I haven't seen it. Haven't? <laughs> I haven't oh. seen it. Well, now you it have is, homework. <laughs> it is, yeah, it has been on my list uh for for years and literally every time the season comes around I'm like I'm gonna watch the holiday and then it's not on like a streaming channel that I have or it's not available or I forget about it or whatever so yeah I still have not seen it I feel very behind the times (laughs) yeah it is uh available on tv so if you have a cable I don't have tv no (laughs) Who's TV? Your are you going home for Christmas? My parents don't have TV. Like <laughs> we've got like fifty thousand streaming channels. Oh my god! Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I love the holiday, and that was going to be my. F- I mean, like you, there's like so many ways to go, and yeah, the holiday is the perfect Christmas movie. Yeah. I I want to live in Kate Winslet's little perfect little cottage just outside of London. It's so cute. <laughs> I just want to live in a Nancy Myersville. That's also true. <laughs> House, film, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Okay, Jazz. Now it all comes down to you. Oh, I mean, you took my number five with Sorry. the holiday. Um, so my number five is from, oh gosh, I think it's 2003. Three. Yeah, it would be 2003. Another holiday classic, Love Actually. And this is very hard because there are so many other options I could have picked, but um, it really has the greatest nativity scene ever. <laughs> um, and that, for me alone, is just brilliant. And also Hugh Grant dancing. <laughs> also is another reason you know I mean at the time like that, that was the best gift um we could ever get so yeah love actually and it's you know it actually holds up and who doesn't love Emma Thompson and Kira Knightley well sorry I will repeat who doesn't love Emma Thompson Colin Firth and Hugh Grant in a movie so <laughs> so true so true I love love actually too and um yeah, one of my favorite lines is when uh, when Emma Thompson's like, there was more than one lobster at the birth of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she She's an MVP in that movie, definitely. She's got the right, like, sardonic kind of yes. sweet and likable, but also sarcastic, like, level of, of commentary, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Alan Rickman. And, yeah. You know, he plays a total, like, just, oh, you want to punch him. 
but he's Alan Rickman. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. I love that one too. Okay. So just to recap, Lauren's team, you have Carol, White Christmas, The Man Who Came to Dinner, The Shop Around the Corner, and The Thin Man. I have Elf, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1966, Muppet Christmas Carol, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Holiday. And Jazz has Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, The Snowman, A Christmas Story, The Polar Express, and Love Actually. So those are great choices. Let's chat about a couple movies that we have that didn't get drafted. Jazz, what are a couple of yours? Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, what about some Christmas horror movies? Because that's something that that I definitely had on my list and I didn't actually mention any of them because I wouldn't necessarily rank them up there. But like any Christmas horror films that people are like, oh, yeah, I love this one. Yeah, I I have none on my list, but I want to hear what you had. (laughs) I had um, Krampus, both. Uh, well two versions of black christmas the 1974 mm-hmm. and the 2019 yeah um and the lodge as as uh, oh, the lodge the lodge is an interesting one because that one kept on coming up on like i was like what are some christmas horror films and i i was searching for it and i was like this the the, the lot the, really that takes yeah. place at christmas yeah the that's whole horrible thing is, <laughs> yeah well because the whole thing is that um so riley keogh is she's engaged to this guy who has two kids and they go out to the cabin. That's where they're going to spend Christmas because this tragedy has just happened. And so they're basically kind of just getting out of town. And then the the fiance has to go. He gets called into work. So he leaves her and these and his kids at their lodge alone. And then they get there's a huge blizzard and they get snowed in. And yeah, so it's all it's like I think most of it takes place like on Christmas Eve and, and Christmas Day. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also had the two Black Christmases, 74 and, and 2019, obviously. we I think there's one other. There's at least one or two others, aren't there? There's two others, and neither um, of those are good. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't listen to those. But uh, one of the ones was Gremlins, which we talked about last week. Uh, and and the other one is, is one that I think actually uh, several years ago, one of my uh, old roommates actually like was like oh we're gonna watch this i'm like what the fuck is this and it was actually very entertaining is a film called a christmas horror story from 2015 it's a canadian like horror anthology kind of thing where um it's all connected it's everything happens on i think christmas eve and it's all connected by william shatner who plays a radio dj uh, who's like playing music and then there are like these four different um, kind of horror stories that occur on on Christmas and I think the final one is like this battle between Santa Claus and Krampus uh, that and it's it's actually very entertaining like I was amazed at how much I enjoyed it it's it's one of those that um, you know some different stories are more entertaining than others but um like yeah it's it's actually something to watch it was on netflix i don't know if it still is but uh it is available on amc plus and shutter uh and hoopla there you go yeah it's very entertaining like i do recommend people watching it it's not like i don't think it's as good as krampus or or you know trick-or-treat which is very similar in a lot of ways but um it's it's a fun watch definitely 
All right, Jess, what are a couple of movies on your list that we didn't uh, we didn't get to? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I had Batman Returns on there. Oh yeah. Um, it is. Yes. It is. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't pick that in my five. It, like, yeah, I mean, it's really hard when you're just like, okay, what am I gonna pick? So, mm-hmm. um, yes, Batman Returns because that is a Christmas movie. Um, you talked about Gremlins. I did have like an old, a really old film with One Magic Christmas, which is on Disney Plus. We were shown that. I don't know why we were showing it like in whatever, like it's infant school, which is what really, like, I guess when you're like five um, every year. And I just remember being so caught up in it because Mary Steenburgen is in the film and she doesn't have the Christmas spirit. So it's all about her kid trying to get a letter to Santa and finding the Christmas spirit. Um, it's streaming on Disney Plus, And if you want to watch it, it does actually hold up because I was telling Karen the other day, I revisited it. Um, so, you know, if you're not feeling the Christmas spirit, maybe One Magic Christmas is the movie. Um, I also had Ernest Saves Christmas because I just, I do not know. Don't come for me if it's <laughs> all wrong. But I remember watching that and find that hilarious the first time I saw that. Um, and also Die Hard, because Die Hard's a Christmas film, right? <laughs> this has we been the topic too- of a lot of debate. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think last year we did a whole thing where we were just like, is this or is this not a Christmas film? We like, yeah. we're just like, yes, no, absolutely, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, let me explain to you why. I honestly don't remember what we came down on. I have no I idea. I think we said it. it's not, but also if you want to say it's a Christmas movie, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, today I'm saying it's a Christmas movie. I like um, it. So those are some of my picks. Nice. Um, one that I was really, really thinking about and wanted to, but I just, I ultimately didn't. Um, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Gotta get Tom Cruise in there. (laughs) It's a Christmas movie. No, no. It's totally a Christmas movie. It all takes place at Christmas time. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, It is um, a Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. See, see, Lauren, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, Miracle on 34th Street, the 47 version. Um, I do love It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but it's one that means a lot to me and, and my mom, we, um, for a long time, we don't do this anymore. Cause now by Christmas Eve, we've already opened everybody's presents, but, um, we used to stay up really late Christmas Eve night and wrap presents together and watch it's a wonderful life. And, um, and so I still love that movie so much. And then, um, also the, uh, uh, where is oh this one's just silly and fun and that is just friends with ryan reynolds and anna ferris is in it and um oh my gosh i'm totally blinking on her name the girl that ryan reynolds is in love with in that movie um anyway uh where he it, he um ran away from home basically he went off because he was really teased as a kid he was overweight and stuff and then he goes off and gets hot and turns into ryan reynolds and ends up back in his in his 
hometown on his way escorting Anna Ferris, who is this crazy pop star that he is managing. And they end up back in his hometown. And he doesn't want to be there, but he decides to take the opportunity to kind of show off how he had a massive glow up and uh, chaos ensues. And it's hilarious. And it's such a dumb movie, but I love it. <laughs> we love dumb movies, though. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I think the holidays are a good time for dumb movies, too. You know, talking about like, oh, they're predictable or whatever. It's like, yeah, but that's what you, I mean, look at the Hallmark, et cetera, films yeah. that every, you know, of course they're predictable. Yes, this is what yeah. we're here for. We're here for like, yes, it's it happens at Christmas. Everybody is nice and pretty. The stakes are not terribly high and uh, it all ends happily in the snow. Like that's that's the story. Yeah. yeah. And Anna Ferris has a hilarious song that she writes about forgiveness that I love so much. And by the way, Amy Smart plays the girl. Um, that was his best friend in high school and um yeah and then julie Haggerty plays brian reynolds's mom and she's so funny (laughs) (laughs) that sold me right there like yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) we're sold so yeah it's so good and it is let me see it's streaming on uh peacock there you go love it all right any other movies anybody wanted to as we have to mention a Charlie Brown Christmas, like yes. that is so yes. it, it's a short, you know, like if we're going to count the Grinch, we definitely have to count Charlie Brown. Um, yeah. And, and it very religious, actually. <laughs> I always forget yeah. whenever I watch it, I'm just like, oh yeah, there's like a whole thing where Linus like tell talks about the, the origins of Christmas and things like that. It's like, oh, this is actually incredibly religious film. Like, I don't know. Um, you read part of Luke two from the, yeah. the Bible. Yeah. The yeah. Like there's the, the whole scene with Linus on stage and everything, but it is just a very sweet, you know, film and, yeah. and such a typical classic little short that, that does kind of make you feel like, Oh, it's Christmas with a Christmas tree. And everybody yeah. is like standing in the snow singing. <laughs> Uh huh. That's so good. Awesome. Any others? I always have to shout out Rare Exports, the Finnish, the Finnish (laughs) evil Santa Claus movie. Um, that was on Amazon Prime. It it pops. I think it's also on Shutter. Actually, um, it pops up everywhere. It is like so good, funny, really, really dark, like very Scandinavian kind of humor, but really entertaining. And is basically like, actually, Santa Claus is, you know, a really evil and bad. <laughs> and we're going to have to kill Santa Claus. Yeah. It's oh my great. Gosh. It's the, that dark humor. I love it so yeah. much. It is streaming on Hulu, Hoopla, Tubi, and Canopy. Okay, great. So it's very Lots available. To watch yeah. I think that's one that in the last couple of years has really grown in popularity. So it's like everyone's just kind of searching it out now. And it's it's yeah. worth it. Totally watch it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's gonna wrap things up for this. Uh this has been so much fun. I hope you guys have had as much fun as I have because this has been great. I um, had so much fun. <laughs> once so much I understood. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not as hard as we thought, right? Yeah. And now you get it. And now we can maybe do this again sometime. So Definitely. Yeah. Um, and up. it's more fun when you have more people too, because then you talk about a lot more movies and then everyone's stealing each other's movies and stuff. And so, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, we would like to thank 
all of our listeners for for joining us. These lists will we're going to put this out um, online so you can can vote for which of us had your favorite uh, your favorite Christmas movie team. Um, but we want to thank everyone that that listens uh, all year long. And we especially would like to thank our patrons for supporting us and helping keep the show going. They are Ali, Brian, Connor, Estefania, Heather, James, Kathleen, Carriotta, Matt, Michelle, Monty, Nanina, Robert, Robert, Steve, Sharon, Tao, and Will. If you would like to join them and become a patron yourself, you can go to patreon.com slash citizen dame and join. Um, we also have our Zazzle store, zazzle.com slash citizen dame pod and ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash citizen dame. If you'd like to uh, just find our other work, we do have our website, citizendamepod.com, where we have the Citizen Dame 5 is is back, question mark. <laughs> I'm not as consistent with it as I thought I was going to be a few weeks ago, but we're getting there. There was one this week. We'll have another one next week. So we're doing this. Um, that is citizendamepod.com. You can also email us if you'd like to reach out. We are citizendamepod at gmail.com. And you can find us on all the socials on Twitter and Instagram. We're citizendamepod on Mastodon, which we haven't really started using yet, but we're there and you can follow us. Um, that's at citizendamepod at mastodon.social. And of course, you can find our letterbox at citizendame. And there we keep track of all the movies that we talk about on the podcast we have lists for each month so you can check it out and see what we've been talking about um and also we have lots of other lists of of different uh great films directed by women written by women we're working on more of those so find us there you can also reach out to us individually so jazz where can people find you if they would like to do that um I'm going to start with Instagram. You can find me on there. I'm at jazzt21. Um, I am on Twitter, just jazzt. I am on Mastodon, but I have no idea what my <laughs> username is. So it's probably jazz or jazzt or jazzt21. Um, <laughs> but yes, or you can find my artisan section on variety.com under artisans. Yeah. And Lauren, where are you? I am on all of the socials <laughs> at LH Business. <laughs> I am the only LH Business as far as I've been able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have made a lot of other Karen M. Petersons mad by just snatching up at Karen M. Peterson on all the places. So, <laughs> But I'm most active on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you again, Jazz, for being here. It was so great to have yes, you thank here. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's do this again for sure. Yeah. Maybe romantic movies for Valentine's Day. I love it. We'll do that it. That sounds good. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. In life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. There he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Say, is it getting cold around here? Whoa. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone.
But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many, this is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug, there goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Old Scrooge, he loves his money cause he thinks it gives him power. If he became a flavor, you can be.